morning, dear one listeners. How are you doing this Tuesday morning? Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear. Emily, how are you? Emily? Emily? No Emily today. Apparently she's got no AC at home, which means she wants to stay there in the heat and not come into here to the radio station where it's nice and cool. Uh, but we're going to push on regardless and perhaps mock her relentlessly coming up. I don't know. It depends on how mean I feel. We'll find out. 101X Headlines. Topping all headlines, billionaire Elon Musk's decision to rebrand Twitter as X could be complicated legally. Turns out, companies including Meta and Microsoft already have intellectual property rights to the same letter. Microsoft has owned the X trademark related to communications about its Xbox video game system since 2003, whereas Meta Platforms owns a federal trademark registered as in 2019, covering a blue and white letter X for fields including software and social media. Meanwhile, the extreme heat waves affecting parts of the U.S. and Southern Europe would have been virtually impossible without climate change, says a new analysis from the World Weather Attribution Initiative. In today's climate, extreme heat waves like those the world is currently experiencing are expected once every 15 years for the U.S. and Mexico, once every 10 years in Southern Europe, and once every five years in China, the analysis found. And finally, Yellowstone National Park officials are searching for a grizzly bear that killed a woman over the weekend. The body of 48-year-old Amy Adamson was found early Saturday morning with injuries consistent of a bear attack. Uh, This is a reminder, when encountering a bear in the wild, remember the old adage, if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. 101X Sports. Denver Broncos defensive end Yuma Uwazariki is the latest football player to be suspended for violating the NFL's policy on gambling. According to the NFL, the second-year player bet on games during the 2022 season and has been suspended indefinitely. He will be able to uh, apply for reinstatement June 2024. In women's World Cup action, Switzerland and Norway ended in a nil-nil draw, and New Zealand was upset by Philippines 1-0. The U.S. women's national team faces off against the Netherlands tomorrow night. And finally, the Astros won Game 1 in their three-game series against the Rangers 10-9 after an RBI single in the ninth from Yanir Diaz. The win puts the Astros back two games against the Rangers in the AL West. I yelled out that. The Morning X with Nick and Emily. Six to ten weekdays. All right, time for this morning's uh, Morning X, Burning X question. And uh, for the spoiler alert, Emily is not here today. Apparently she has no AC at her house, so she had to stay home where it's warm. We'll get into that perhaps later on. Uh, but we're going to push on and persevere. And so I saw this. This comes from from yesterday. I saw a news story that said the top five breakfast sandwiches according to foodies. Uh, Now, this was from some Yahoo website, but they listed number one was, of course, Chick-fil-A, which I immediately said, no, 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 Chick-fil-A. That's not a breakfast sandwich. No, intern Zane's with us today, filling in the Emily role of just no butting me to death. And so I asked you guys, because they, they, they made this ranking was based on bacon, egg, and cheese. And so that's why I'm crumpling it up and throwing it away. 
Because when I first saw Chick-fil-A, I was like, what, don't they just do like chicken breakfast that's sandwiches? That's not a breakfast sandwich. There's no egg on that. That's just a little tiny piece of bread and chicken on it. That's not Did they egg. serve it during breakfast time? Yeah, but that's not a breakfast sandwich. It's a breakfast sandwich. No, it's if not. They serve it during, if it's on the breakfast menu, it's a breakfast sandwich. I don't make the rules. I don't make the It's literally right there in the name. I... I don't listen to the rules. I'm, I'm rules not fine. I'm not, we're, we're in agreement. Okay. Okay. We're in agreement because you, what you, let me get to the poll thing here. You're saying. defending them. Let me, you know, microphone off saying. Uh, the poll question is what is your preferred choice of meat in a breakfast sandwich? Because I've, we've long fought over whether we are a biscuit nation or a uh, muffin mig nation. And the answer is sometimes is that we're a biscuit nation. Sometimes we are a McGriddle nation. Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what I just said. You know what? I, I, will, play, I will play Nirvana so fast. <laughs> but the question, the issue that I have is that I'm a sausage guy. No matter what I put on my breakfast sandwich, what I use as my breading material, I'm going to go sausage every time. And I don't like the bacon. And so I feel like if you're a bacon, egg, and cheese person, apologies if you are. And it's mostly because with these fast food places, the bacon is way too thin. Yeah. That's a big problem with bacon in just the entire breakfast industry is that it's either so thick or it's fatty or it's super thin. And I got to sit there and order like double bacon. And then my breakfast sandwich is like $9. Yeah, and no. that's just, that's just, un- that's un-American. Bacon doesn't work unless like, okay, if you're at a nice place, you get bacon. If you're at a McDonald's, you get sausage. Well, we're talking about fast food. So yes. Okay, so I yeah. Um, so I wanted to get to the bottom of this and that's what our poll question is. What is your preferred choice of meat? You can go bacon, sausage, chicken, or just egg. For all of you people that are like, I don't eat meat. Uh, if you're one of those people, just pretend that it's like tofu, bacon, and turkey, sausage, and et cetera, beyond chicken. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, but you can go vote in that poll on X, at 101X, Morning X, on X. You can vote in this poll and let us know. We'll get to the bottom of it. Uh, and convince me that I'm wrong about bacon. 835-1015. If you bacon, egg, and, and cheese people want to defend it. And also, preemptively, I know the answer is to talk, get tacos. I know we're a taco town. Yes, but we're talking about sandwiches. All right. I want to talk about Oppenheimer some more. Did not get enough of my fill of it yesterday. Uh, Emily is out because she's got no AC, so she couldn't sleep or something like that. We'll, we'll get into excuses to miss work down the road. No, no rest assured. Uh, but our intern Zane is in today. And Zane, you have seen Oppenheimer. Yes. Give me your, I'll give you five seconds to review a three-hour movie. Go. Really good. I liked, I liked it a lot. Yeah. There we go. What was your favorite part about it? Favorite the acting, it? the okay. special effects? Yeah. Or? There were like five actors who probably deserve like an Oscar for that. But like Robert Downey Jr. is the obvious one. And then yeah. we had like... Uh, Remy Malek kind of sucked. I love Remy Malek, but he kind of sucked in that movie. I uh, see a lot of people just point out that every time you see Remy Malek, you just can't help. He takes you out of a movie because you're like, oh, oh, there's that weirdo Remy Malek. It's Freddie Mercury, or oh, it's Mr. Robot, or yeah, no, that was that's what he was for me. But uh, other than, no, yeah, I like the movie a lot. Man. Okay, have you seen Barbie yet? <laughs> Listen, man, it's a three-hour movie. I'm a, I'm only one man. I can't the do Oppenheimer all is three hours. I can't do that in one week. See, yeah, that that was my takeaway is that I was really excited about this whole Barbenheimer cinematic event. And I think that that's my, my takeaway from both Oppenheimer and Barbie. I saw them both on Sunday is like they're fine. And I don't know if that's just because my expectations were too high because of the Barbenheimer phenomenon. I don't know if the movies are just slightly disappointing and Hollywood, this is the best they can do or be efforts at this point. Yeah. Or if it was just uh, after op- three hours of Oppenheimer, 
that's just the limit of the movie experience you can enjoy. And so it was just dull for both of those. I don't know the answer. But I, just, I, I just think they're like so, I think they're just so different that like they kind of kill each other's like the mood, the vibe and stuff. No, like, see, this, watch, is, this is, this is oh, like really? the whole, the, I forget the phrase for it, but it's like when you do your, dip your fries and your frosty, the two contrasting tastes. It's not umami, but there's a word that's like that. It's very similar that somebody yeah. eventually will text into 835-1015. Culinary foodie peoples. What is the phrase I'm thinking of to describe <laughs> contrasting tastes that go together? Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think as much fun as the Barbenheimer phenomenon, it's almost a meme. It's it like was, it's like betting on yeah. GameStop. It was funny, but it, it was wasn't. fun. But in reality, now you're just left with this is a bunch of stocks that are worthless, and your hands are brittle and weak like paper and not diamonds. Yes. So no, uh, I don't know if we're gonna this this whole trend is gonna continue on, but um, we'll go see Barbie because it is fun. Ryan I Gosling will. is a treat and a delight. I will whenever Andrew gets out of work. Because he's the reason I didn't go, because he was he whined about it. He All right, Andrew, to see it so whoever bad. you are, screw you, yeah, Andrew. Andrew. Screw it's your you, fault. Andrew. <laughs> Quaker Oats, why do you hate fun? That's what I want to talk about here. Is the, there's a big Captain Crunch update. Uh, but first, speaking of breakfast, make sure you go to 101X Morning X and vote in today's Morning X question. What is your preferred choice of meat in a breakfast sandwich? Bacon, sausage, chicken, just egg. Uh, but yeah, if you are not familiar with uh, Captain Crunch and the controversy... That some on the internet have proposed. Uh, first of all, I'm always a fan of crazy internet fan theories. The idea that Ferris Bueller doesn't really exist and it's all on Cameron's head, love it. Was Neville Longbottom really the chosen one, but Voldemort picked Harry Potter because it couldn't be the kid whose last name means big butt? Ah, delightful. So I was always a fan of this idea that Captain Crunch uh, was a stolen valor situation. If you're not familiar with this, that's because he's a he's he's Captain Crunch, but according to Naval Cold on his uniform, he's only got three bars around his uh, wrists of his uniform, and that signifies commander. Well, Quaker Oats, who makes Captain Crunch, has finally fixed it in honor of the 60th anniversary of Captain Crunch. They have said, uh, "quote The internet has spoken, and we listened." Introducing the new Captain Crunch that has accurate depictions of his rank, and that's not fun. Okay. The breakfast cereal that will cut the roof of your mouth constantly with every bite unless you soak it in milk first, but that comes from an actual captain, that's not fun. But knowing that there's some con out there who is trying to use stolen valor and a military uh, uniform to sell breakfast cereal, that's delightful. So what are we doing, Quaker Oats? I do not approve. I do not like it. Bring me back my con man, Captain Crunch. Please, I want to know what is the best excuse, your go-to, when you need to get out of work, uh, and specifically when you don't need any follow-up questions. And I say this because Emily last night texted me saying, hey, uh, my building's AC is down, there's no power, it's too hot, I want to make sure that my poor little cat Lucy doesn't get cooked, so I'm probably not going to show up at work. Which, first of all, I want to say on the record, that's totally fine. All you got to do, basically you got to just say, hey, I'm not coming in. Now... It does be use. It's it's useless to me in, in the middle of the night because I'm not going to get it till I wake up. Uh, but also, pro tip for all you kids out there: too much information is bad if you're trying to get out of work. And again, I'm not insinuating that Emily is lying whatsoever. But just 
She sent me, look, look at this intern, Zane. Look at this Look at this text message. That's a big one. <laughs> it, this thing is way too long with a whole bunch of information, things I don't need to know, blah, 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 blah. Just say, hey, power's like, we get it, okay? Right now, yeah. we're all going to, the world is dying because of climate change. It's too damn hot. We're not meant to survive like this. I get it, okay? You don't need to fill me with all these extra facts, okay? This is not a one of those papers in school where the teacher's like, hey, you got to get to two pages. There's not like a length assignment for this, okay? Now, if you are trying to get out of work, Intern Zane, what is your number one excuse? If you, if you were to call in and say, hey, I can't show up to my, my unpaid internship today and I need to have an excuse for some reason, what would you go with? Uh, fever is the easy one, but I feel like I, if you you said too much information is bad, I think the opposite. I think if you give a little bit of embarrassing information, it actually helps you out because you're not okay, going to ask now, any more now, questions. Now you're changing your answer that we agreed upon earlier, and okay. now you're, you're, you're jumping on my point here. But yes, the, the reason you don't want too much information is because that leaves you something that you can fact check. If you say a fever, like then I can be like, oh, well, what is it? You know, or if yeah. you give me all of these informations, here's the best excuse, kids, okay? And write, write this down on your way to, well, I guess not school because it's summertime. Now the kids aren't even listening. Anyway, the answer is explosive diarrhea. <laughs> because exactly your point. Nobody wants to ask follow-up questions. If your boss, if you tell your boss, like, hey, I can't get into work, why? Explosive diarrhea. I'm literally. It also helps if you're calling in from the bathroom. You get that mm-hmm. echo effect. Like, that adds to the yeah. authenticity of it. Nobody's asking a follow-up question. Nobody wants more information on that. And everybody is immediately sympathetic. We've all been there. Yes. When you got the poop soup and you can't leave the bathroom. And so immediately everybody's just going to be like, yeah, okay, fine. Go, like. Hang up this phone immediately. Get away from me. Even though it's probably not transmittable over the phone or through human contact, nobody wants to be around that situation. And so it's just immediately, it's like, just do whatever you got to do. Leave me alone. Life. <laughs> All right. Emily is out uh, allegedly. Well, I don't want to say allegedly. She's out because her building was out of power last night, so she was not able to enjoy AC, couldn't sleep. I'm not asking questions. Uh, but in these dire straits, let's blow off the dust on an old Morning Next classic bit. That guy's high. Don't listen to him. Nope. Wrong one, Nick. Good job. Good job. And now the Morning X chronicles the antics of that guy. It is always just that guy, and their friends are usually normal. All right. Don't be the person that sits there and has to point out a movie blooper or mistake that is not consequential in any way. I've seen this pop up several times now since the premiere of Oppenheimer. Apparently there's a scene where Killian Murphy is walking around and people are waving tiny little American flags and a bunch of people with no lives and nothing better to do with their time. I have to point out how the fact that these flags have 40 or have 50 stars instead of 48 and at the time that this film is set, Alaska and Hawaii apparently weren't states. Don't be that guy, okay? What 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 are you what are you doing here? What are you accomplishing? Nobody likes that guy. Uh, this is the person that has to. This is like the people that had to point out that there was a coffee cup in Game of Thrones. Okay, that was not the problem with the final season of Game of Thrones in the slightest. And just also because they're not they're not freeze framing. They're not taking pictures of this thing to sit there and count the stars. They just have to sit there and be like, well, actually, you can tell because they just the way that the stars are arranged in a grid pattern instead of staggered. Blah blah blah. blah. Whatever the right answer is. Okay, nobody likes this guy. You're not bearing anybody. And if this is the best thing that you can come away with after your review of Oppenheimer, get a life. Agreed, intern Zane? Yes. The uh, only thing that's like worse than that is when you when you're ahead of the movie a little bit and you say it out loud for everyone else. I hate that. My dad does that a lot. 
Like, like, like has he seen the movie before? No. Or he, he just is able also, to predict something. Also that, but like just when you're a little bit ahead so you don't say what's about to happen in like five seconds, I hate that. Something about it. I don't know. Like, uh, is your dad a time? Like, what do you mean a little bit ahead? Is he a time traveler? Well, just he knows what's going what's to happen. You can just predict something that's going to happen in the movie. Yes. Okay. But, okay. Yes. But when you say it out loud, they're like, oh, I guess that's Is happening. this like in a theater or just like at home? At home, wherever. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not in a theater, mostly. Look, lots of movies are predictable. Yes, you're right. not smart. I, I, look, here, here's, here's the rule when I'm watching a movie or TV show at home. Shut up. Yes. Don't talk. Yes. Okay. It's not time for jibber-jabber. It's time to watch whatever you're watching. <laughs> so it's finally here. This weekend is my big boat party that I have engineered with a, a group of my friends and some some strangers. Got to fill it somehow. Uh, and now we told you guys, I think it was last week sometime, how this is basically the whole thing was my idea to go rent a party boat on Lake Travis amongst my friends. I was like, it's surprisingly affordable if you get enough people involved in this. And then there was a question of ownership because my buddy Zach just ran away with it and he did all the work of actually booking the trip, putting down the deposit, inviting a whole bunch of people taking in the money and everything. And so I'm, I'm not I'm not questioning his ownership of it. I, as long as I get credit for the idea, that's all I want. That's all I want. Uh, and in fact, uh, legally, it's the person, uh, if you go through all of the work of actually creating a product or something, you have as much ownership rights, if not more, than somebody who has just an idea, okay? That's a legit law thing that I learned at Texas State. Don't use that is legal precedent. Uh, so again, I'm not questioning whether who's, who's party this is. It's fine with that. But I did have the idea to lean into this whole mock fight argument thing between me and my buddy Zach. And I want to razz him by printing out a bunch of custom t-shirts that just say, you know, hide a boat party 2023. And it has like a, a face or me, a picture of me in a speedo or something on it. The problem with that is I looked into the, the cost analysis of this by just going to the first thing when you Google in custom T-shirts on Google. Uh, and to get the amount of T-shirts, you know, even if I went to the maximum capacity of this party boat, which would be like about 50, it still would be hundreds and hundreds of dollars for these T-shirts. And so to actually do this just for this joke of just take, trying to take credit for this boat party. You must be stupid. Stupid, stupid. Yes, very much so. Very much so. But I'm also very much... Shut up and take my money. So that's my question to you guys. Is, is it worth it to print out the t-shirts? Now, if you have not been in the custom t-shirt printing game, uh, you know that it's always about quantity. The more t-shirts you purchase, the cheaper they are per shirt. And so there is a, a world where I just print out, you know, a couple hundred of these t-shirts and then they're super cheap on a per shirt basis. And then I just turn around and flip them. So is anybody out there interested in a, a custom Haida Boat Party 2023 t-shirt, even if you did not attend? Is that something that I can flip on you guys and, and try to recoup my money? Is it worth it? 835-1015 if anybody's interested. <laughs> if you go to 101X Morning X on Twitter, you can vote in today's uh, Morning X and Burning X question of the day, which is, what is your preferred choice of meat in a breakfast sandwich? I saw some stupid online poll that was saying that Chick-fil-A had the best breakfast sandwich, which I immediately rejected because I was like, chicken for breakfast? No, no, not me. Not me. No good. Uh, but apparently it was about bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches as they were ranking the bacon, egg, and cheese, which I'm a sausage guy. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Yes, Daddy would like some sausage, okay? Daddy, horny Michael. 
for, for sausage. Uh, so that's what their options are. What are your preferred choice of meat and breakfast sandwich? You can do bacon, sausage, chicken, or egg. And uh, intern Zane, who's with us today, was giving me guff that I included chicken on there. Yeah, no one serves that. It's not real. You uh, made it up. I would like to introduce you to the Waterburger Honey Butter Chicken Breakfast Sandwich, which is delicious. Is there egg on that? No. Then it does, it's not a breakfast sandwich. It, You're making things up. It's when they serve it. It is available for a limited time during breakfast hours, 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. If I serve a steak dinner on a, on a, on pieces of bread, is that is that a breakfast sandwich? I, look, let me introduce you. Uh, if it is available on a breakfast menu and you can order it during breakfast time, it is by definition a breakfast sandwich. I know I'm on the same page as you. All I right. do not like the chicken being, a, being an option here, but I wanted to put it on here just to prove to people, I don't know which people they are, but wherever they are, that chicken is not a viable breakfast thing. And the fact that only, I, I feel like just 2.9% of Austin has voted for chicken as their preferred choice of meat. Uh, we are we are doing the Lord's work, and we're prov- proving this for science. Also, nobody has selected just egg. Not a soul. Not, not a one. single person has selected just egg. So thank you guys, the people that are anti-meat. I don't do meat. I'm a vegan. I don't know why I'm giving that voice to you, because I appreciate nobody voting for egg. Uh, and just by the way, for the record, sausage, 50%, bacon, 47%. So there's still time to go vote. Again, at 101X Morning X for science, even if we're not sure what the scientific thing is we're trying to prove. All right, Ryan Reynolds, you've officially gone too far. Ryan Reynolds, yes, that Ryan Reynolds. Ah, fake laugh, hiding real pain. He's bringing back Alf. Remember Alf? He's back in pod form. Actually, Millhouse, it's Fubo form. Uh, yes, Ryan Reynolds is—he's apparently purchased the old rights to the '80s sitcom Alf, and they will play on his Maximum Effort channel on Fubo, which I'm sure all of you guys out there know exactly what a Fubo is. Uh, and yeah, and then he's also going to have commercials—a series of shorts promoting brands like Mint Mobile, Ring, other such things that play in beneath the old episodes of the show. Uh, here's a little taster. Here is Alf on Fubo on Mint Mobile. Alf, these big wireless bills are getting ridiculous. I think it's time we joined Mint Mobile's family plan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses. I'm not sure I'm ready for that kind of commitment, Eric. With Mint Mobile's family plan, anyone can join a plan for only $15 a month. Even you and me. Look, don't take this the wrong way, but there's a family of raccoons down the street that have been wooing me. Ha! Yeah! I kill me! <laughs> Uh, I will tell you this, at least though, when Alf is uh, doing advertisements for Hems, unlike Snoop Dogg, he actually admits that he uses their products, that he needs them. Okay, what's with the calming Alf? Notice anything different? Your fur is looking pretty great. I mean, for being over 300 years old. I have a beauty secret, Eric. I've been using Hems two-in-one prescription spray, and my hair has never looked thicker. I guess tune in to find out if Alf also needs it for other reasons the you know you know those ones so we are two days away from me my barbenheimer i saw it on sunday i guess a couple more if you saw it earlier last week uh and i gotta say i'm a little bit disappointed in the lack of appreciation for barbie out there for my fellow dudes out there i feel like number of people are getting in on the on the the, the are embracing their kinergy uh, maybe I'm wrong. 835-1015. Feel free to weigh in if you would like. 
but I think one of the things that is guaranteed when a movie makes all that money is that there will be a sequel. I don't know how people are still freaking out about whether or not there's going to be a Barbie sequel. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there's going to be, okay? Because there's too much money to be made, and it's Hollywood. This is what they do. Right, here are some fun Barbie sequel fun facts, things that I've seen, ideas that I am into, and hopefully will make you excited as well. First of all, uh, does there need to be a Killian Murphy cameo? Yes, absolutely. There needs to be a, a Killian Ken cameo. No, no, that's too many Ks. Uh, somebody actually asked him about it in, in an interview, I guess, during Media Days for Oppenheimer, and he seems totally stoked about the idea. Uh, you know, sure, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's read the script. Let's have a conversation. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I can't wait to see the movie. I think it's great for cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, we absolutely have to have that in there, and especially if he gets as ripped as uh, Ryan Murphy. He went the opposite way for Oppenheimer. Uh, the other things that people are demanding a Ken sequel, and I honestly, there's more uh, meat on the bone, so to speak, for a Ken sequel. Include shout out to Twitter user at Four Thighs who said suggested the title should be Ken Things I Hate About You. But yeah, a Ken's journey to find out that he is enough. Let's make it happen. Uh, some other fun things were, of course, somebody suggested Tom Cruise as an action man toy. I'm digging that. Uh, intern Zane, I know you haven't mm-hmm. seen Barbie yet, but if they, if I could promise you that Tom Cruise would show up as like an action man toy or a G.I. Joe type thing, doesn't that get your butt in the seat? No. Really? Why would I want to see Tom Cruise? No. Because Tom Cruise, I don't know, I thought Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, everybody loves Tom Cruise. Do they? I don't think they do. He's a weird Scientologist type. And All right, that's place. enough of your no-butty there, intern Zane. Your microphone off. Uh, and then finally, people are saying, well, how do you do a sequel to Barbie? Uh, no spoilers, but, you know, it is, they've kind of boxed themselves in with the way things turn out. And, of course, the answer is Barbie versus Bratz. I was never a Bratz guy, but sure, why not? Don't nick my news time. That's for every day around this time. We try to lighten your load, chase away all those doom and gloom headlines with some heartwarming, uplifting stories. Uh, and normally, Emily would sit here and identify this heartwarming story for you guys, but she's out today, so I'm going to do double duty, which is appropriate, because I honestly don't know where I fall on this one, but I'm going to do my best to nick it good, uh, and tell you the story of young Matt Lebo and his girlfriend, Jessica Masters, who got uh, engaged, he proposed to her, at a Weezer show. Exactly. Now, not only did he propose at their favorite hipster band, uh, but they also did it by secretly flying in her parents and a bunch of their friends, put them in wigs and disguises, and so they were sitting only a few rows behind, and then revealing themselves as a surprise the moment he after he popped the question, uh, which uh, I, I guess, again, I already played the... We'll do it again there. Now, uh, intern Zane, I know that you're, well, actually, I don't know what your whole marital status is. I assume you're single. Yes. Because you're, you're young. Uh, first rule of marriage proposals, everybody knows, don't do the public proposal. No, no, no. Exactly. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Uh, but also, just the more I read about this mad guy, now, if you're going to get... If you're going to get engaged at a Weezer show, I assume that there's a certain level of just weirdness with you, which I'm fine with. I'm a weird person. Uh, but apparently, Matt stored Jessica's engagement ring, an heirloom given from her father, Dean, that originally belonged to uh, her great-grandmother, in a box he handcrafted out of oak, honoring their beloved late dog, Skippy. He said that he considered keeping the ring safe and delivering to Jessica to be Skippy's last mission. 
and was, quote, I was uh, coating that box with shellac in the morning of with three fans on it, and I was like, oh, man, I don't want it to smell like turpentine when I pull this ring out. Hey, Matt, uh, maybe you don't put this off until the last minute that you put one last coat of shellac on this weird, creepy box that has your dog's face on it. He also um, said that he, quote, chose this Forest Hill Stadium in uh, New York because it was the location that was the spot the couple had first officially met. And look, I'm all for exaggerating for effect. I've basically built a career out of it. But he said in this article, I like the full circle in my narratives. Okay, if that's if that's what you this guy says in real life, run, Jessica, run. Get out, get and out. Then, Finally, he also snuck behind her back and made up a story so that he could fly to Minnesota to ask her dad's permission to get married, because apparently that was important to her and her dad. Uh, so he created a fake Photoshop t- uh, photoshopped a fake plane ticket and ho- hotel itinerary to mislead her and told her he was going to Los Angeles to work on a puppet show. She believed him? Apparently, that's not out of the realm of possibility for Matt. And I'm saying, run, girl. Run away from the puppet man. The Offspring is going to be at Germania Insurance Amphitheater on August 11th, and we have your chance to win tickets not only today if you miss out. Good news. We'll have more opportunities for you this coming week. Uh, But right now, if you want to go get registered, all you have to do is text in to 835-1015, today's keyword, and that is the answer to the question, what does Dexter Holland, frontman of The Offspring, what is his Ph.D. in? It's an easily Googleable fact, or hopefully you just know it off the top of your head because you're an Offspring super fan. Either way, text that answer into 835-1015, and we will draw one of you lucky people to go get a pair of tickets. And again, like I said, we'll have more opportunities throughout the week. Uh, also, while you're doing stuff for us, make sure you go to 101X Morning X and vote in today's poll, which is what is your preferred choice of meat in a breakfast sandwich? Uh, this came from an argument over whether you should be bacon, egg, and cheese or sausage. I'm a sausage guy, Team Sausage, currently leading 55%. Uh, but Shout out to the people that have voted for chicken and just egg. Way to hang in there despite being on the wrong side of history of those. And then finally, Andrew tweeted out one of next mornings and says, Nick, I highly recommend the sausage, egg, and cheese muffin from Chick-fil-A. Also, the breakfast burritos they have are fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, Andrew, I don't agree with their politics. It's because my dad was gay. So until they can, uh, they're okay with all that stuff, I'm not going to eat their chicken. I mean, it's uh, literally, I, I think I've only had Chick-fil-A maybe two or three times in my entire life. I know it's good. I understand that. But just politics get in the way like they do for most things. Also, that line seems incredibly long. I don't care how efficient those people are moving you through that thing. It's just as demoralizing every time I see it on Breaker Lane. So no Chick-fil-A for me. Thanks. The Morning X with Nick and Emily. Six to ten weekdays. <laughs>